Thanks for your time. It's now 19 minutes past 12 on Te Purongo o Te Paututanga, and I'm joined by RNZ's business reporter, Anan Zaki. Anan, the latest sales show that customers are flocking. Kia ora to you, Michael. Yes, the Briscoe Retail Group is not showing any signs of restrained consumer spending, with its latest quarterly sales up more than a quarter on a year ago. Its Rebel Sports and Homeware stores drove the 27% sales growth to $175.5 million, although last year's numbers were hit by COVID lockdowns. Chief Executive Rod Duke expects full-year profit to beat last year's $88 million, despite pressure on household spending. As a country, we've gone past putting a fork in our bread and and putting it over a fire. You know, if a toaster or an iron or some of those products break down, People have a tendency to buy them immediately, so they're, they're more household staples rather than luxuries. If you have a look at the sporting goods numbers, sporting goods are outstripping in terms of sales increase that of housewares. Rod Duke says Briscoe's has been holding more stock to get around supply chain delays. The Federal Reserve raised, then dashed financial market hopes with its rate hike of 75 basis points this morning, the fourth in a row. Its commentary led investors to think the Fed was set to ease off the pace of tightening with a chance that there will be a halt. The share markets had been negative and then dramatically rose, only for the chair Jerome Powell to send them tumbling again. At some point, as I've said in the last two press conferences, uh, it will become appropriate to slow the pace of increases as we approach the level of interest rates that will be sufficiently restrictive to bring inflation down to our 2% goal. There is significant uncertainty around that level of interest rates. Even so, we still have some ways to go. And incoming data since our last meeting suggests that the ultimate level of interest rates will be higher than previously expected. The chief market strategist at Investco, Christina Hooper, says markets got too far ahead of themselves. Usually what happens in the press conference is that Jay Powell um, gives more hope and, and provides some optimism. But this was the reverse today where they found comfort in the statement and really had all their hopes and dreams trampled in the press conference. Christina Hooper expects a 50 basis point rise from the Fed in December. Meanwhile, Reserve Bank Governor Adrian Orr says it has high confidence it can and will get inflation under control. He's told the Finance Select Committee this morning that the bank has a laser focus on returning inflation to the 1-3% to target band. Mr Orr says the shortage of labour is the single biggest constraint on businesses. But he says the RBNZ is in control because it sets interest rates. Earlier, he repeated it's as worried about doing too little to fight inflation as it is about doing too much and increasing pressure on households. Adrian Orr says most households are in a good position and the country is in better shape than most places. We are probably the best position, uh, one of the best positioned economies globally. Mm. Uh, very strong employment, uh, inflation lower than most other countries, inflation expectations anchored, fiscal position strong. Apologies for that audio cutting out a bit earlier. And in, uh, and in wake of yesterday's jobs and wages data came news that workers at the supermarket chain Countdown have accepted a two-year collective agreement with wage increases of around 12%. That's one of the more significant wage rises won in recent months. 
but Infometrics principal economist Brad Olson says a large part of the workforce hasn't been so lucky. We've seen uh, 35% of all roles get no uh, wage increase at all over the last 12 months. Uh, At the same time, we know uh, that inflation remains intense and and we also know that those households who uh, have already been struggling are facing, you know, very tough uh, economic times given just how hot inflation is. Brad Olson says households with higher incomes will have more room to weather the storm. Well, the Commerce Commission says it's looking closely at other parts of the supply chain to stop attempts to manipulate the market. The regulator has just concluded a four-year look at the freight forwarding business, which resulted in warning letters to eight companies for likely participating in a cartel. The Commission's General Manager of Competition, Antonia Horrocks, says anti-competitive behaviour costs individuals and businesses in the wallet and needs to be stamped out. We are aware of what conduct is most likely to cause detriment to consumers and we have announced with some of our global counterpart agencies that we are continuing to work together to identify potential cartel conduct in global supply chains. We know that these supply chains are critical for small trading nations such as New Zealand. The freight forwarding industry controls most aspects of cargo moving in and out of the country by air or sea. The warnings made it clear to the eight businesses that their directors and staff should be aware that entering into these kinds of anti-competitive agreements may breach the Commerce Act. Well, Time for an update from the markets and we're joined by Malika King of Craig's Investment Partners. Good afternoon, Malika. Kia ora, Anand. Well, it's a busy day in terms of announcements and overseas news. Uh, how are we looking in the local share market? Yeah, we had that um, that big fall in Wall Street last night. Our share market's actually down only 0.6 of a percent, or 71 points at 11,211 points. Looking at some of the movers there, Auckland Airport's uh, down three and a half cents at seven dollars fifty-three and a half. Fisher and Parkle Healthcare down sixty-four cents at nineteen dollars forty-one. Fletcher Building down ten cents at five dollars seven. Infratil down nine cents at eight dollars sixty-three. Uh, Main Freight's down a dollar at seventy-three dollars. Meridian's down three cents at four dollars seventy-eight. Ryman's down three cents at eight dollars thirty-five. Um, and we've seen that announcement about A2 Milk getting that temporary import approval f- uh, for infant formula into the US, and that's seen A2 Milk up 40 cents, or just under 7%, at $6.15, and Sinlay Milk up 14 cents, or 4, 4.5%, at $3.22. OK, let's go across the Tasman. How's the Australian 200 looking? A bit more of a fall over there, actually. They're down over 2%, or 152 points on the ASX 200 at 6,834 points. Just looking at some of those big moves there, BHP's down $1.29 at thirty seven ninety six. Rio's down $2.48 at $90.15. Woolworths is down $1.01 at thirty two nineteen, And Zero's down $3.55, or 4.7%, at $72.05. And how's the New Zealand dollar looking? We're buying 58 US cents, 91.6 Australian, 51 pence, 59.14 euro cents, 85.86 yen and 4.27 yuan. And that leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold. Nice day bank bills are at 4.175%, the five-year swaps at 4.908% and the 10 years at 4.823%. Brent. Uh, Brent oil is at $97.50 US a barrel and spot gold is $1,632 US an ounce. 
Thank you very much. Malika King of Craig's Investment Partners with our markets update. And another business news, as you may have heard there earlier from Malika, A2 Milk has, given a, has been given a green light to sell infant formula in the US. The company has been waiting since May for approval to sell its products to fill a short supply in the country caused by contamination in a plant. A2's approval will run to early January next year, but some foreign companies have been selling there for months. A2 sees the opportunity to sell into the U.S. market as significant for its longer-term market development. Sinlay Milk, A2's long-term supplier, sees it will make the product for the U.S. market. And there's more on this in the rural news after the 12.30 headlines. And numbers around half past five in Checkpoint, but for now, Michael, that is business. Kia ora nan.